I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Whether it comes from the showrunning staff or an individual writer, every single episode of Doctor Who starts with a simple, exciting idea. Story concepts are tossed around at pitch meetings, monsters are discussed in frantic late-night emails, and slowly but surely, what was once a basic outline becomes a fully realized slice of television that's beamed out across the world. But not every idea makes it that far. Every series of Doctor Who is surrounded by the corpses of abandoned episodes, and because the show is all about the infinite possibilities of the universe, a lot of these ideas sound rather nutty. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are 10 insane Doctor Who episodes that almost happened. 10. The Tenth Doctor Goes Full Indiana Jones Mark Gattis has scripted many Doctor Who episodes since 2005. In fact, from the Ninth Doctor to the Twelfth Doctor, he wrote an episode for every single series except the third and fourth, although he did come close to filling in one of those gaps. Back in the late noughties, Gattis was working on a story called The Suicide Exhibition, which was intended to air during Series 4, but was eventually replaced by The Fires of Pompeii. This huge blockbuster episode was set to involve Nazis, the British Museum, and the Second World War, and according to the writer himself, it would have been an adventurous romp in the vein of a classic Indiana Jones flick. After the first draft, Russell T. Davies said, let's make it the Nazis and do the whole Indiana Jones on it. The whole museum was a puzzle box of sliding doors and traps and stuff. For David Tennant's action hero, Tenth Doctor in particular, this sounds like a perfect episode. This is one that someone needs to make happen. 9. Vampire Who After delivering two incredible Doctor Who stories in 2005 and 2007, Paul Cornell has sadly not written any more televised adventures, but that hasn't been for lack of trying. In fact, the writer has had multiple opportunities to pen more Doctor Who episodes in the years since, but none of these has ever panned out. Included among his many proposals and pitches was a festive story in which the Doctor had to save a young boy's life at Christmas, as well as an episode called Pride and Prejudice and Daleks, which very much speaks for itself. But one other crazy idea that Cornell had was an adventure in which the Twelfth Doctor was turned into a vampire. A real vampire, mind you, none of that fishy business. The episode would have revolved around a group of bloodsuckers living peacefully in London, and the idea to turn the Doctor into one was suggested by Stephen Moffat, who wanted Cornell to explore a less trustworthy, slightly more sinister version of the character. Unfortunately, this plot wasn't chosen for further development, even though, let's be honest, Peter Capaldi would have made an excellent vampire. 8. Doctor Who Meets The Thing 
There's something really terrifying about not knowing who the enemy is. Movies like The Thing play with this concept really well, with a group of individuals slowly being infiltrated and killed by a shape-shifting creature. Doctor Who almost did something very like this in the early 1970s, with a scrapped story called The Shape of Terror. This adventure would have featured a shape-shifting villain called the Energid, which faces off against the third Doctor and his companion Joe, and a group of disposable side characters inside a deserted research base. This story was pitched years before the Zygons, also shape-shifting villains, were introduced, and due to its ability to absorb people's brains, the Energid is much more powerful and much more evil as an entity, possibly giving the story a strong horror vibe. Of course, the Shape of Terror was abandoned in the end, although certain elements were later incorporated into the third Doctor story, The Curse of Peladon. 7. The Doctor's Son Loneliness is one of the main reasons the Doctor constantly picks up new companions. After all, it's not like 13 can just return to Gallifrey and hang out with some buddies in the local Time Lord cinema. The Doctor doesn't have a proper family either, even though we've bumped into a few relatives, like his granddaughter Susan and his daughter, Jenny, over the years, and in the early 1960s, we almost bumped into one more. The first Doctor himself, William Hartnell, once put forth a story idea in which the Doctor comes face to face with his evil, time-travelling son. Hartnell even wanted to play both roles meaning that the Doctor and his son would have looked practically identical. If it had been made, The Son of Doctor Who, a possible title for the serial, would have likely aired sometime in Hartnell's second or third series, but the idea was abandoned early on, and The Doctor's Son has never made it onto screen. 6. The Battle TARDIS Doctor Who just wouldn't be the show we know and love without the TARDIS. Companions come and go, but that loyal old time machine has been with the Doctor through thick and thin, and it's impossible to imagine an episode without it. Most of the time, though, the TARDIS isn't used all that much. Some episodes, like The Doctor's Wife, show us more corridors and rooms, but overall, we haven't really seen many different dimensions, pardon the pun, to this integral part of the show. But a few years ago, writer James Henry wanted to do something with the TARDIS that we've never really seen before. He wanted to turn it into a full-on battle machine. During the Peter Capaldi era, Henry was invited to pitch some ideas for an episode. One concept that he played with was a story involving Strax the Sontaran being put on trial and sentenced to death, but even better was his desire to write an episode about a battle TARDIS, a TARDIS built specifically for war. If the Doctor's current TARDIS excels at time and space traversal, just imagine what a combat-focused TARDIS would be capable of. It sounds like a wild and brilliant idea, but unfortunately, it didn't get made. And to add insult to injury, Henry didn't even get to write an episode at all. Bummer. 5. The Doctor is ordered to kill his companion A lot of Doctor Who stories conclude with the Doctor and one or two companions combining forces to save the day. The Doctor will figure out the complicated, science-y part, while the companion will bring the compassion, you know, the human touch. Rather than having them work together, though, the proposed fourth Doctor story, Sealed Orders, would have found the Doctor and his companion, Romana, at odds. Described as a political thriller in which the Time Lords order the Doctor to kill Romana, this adventure was scripted by Christopher Priest, who most people will know as the author of The Prestige. The story was set out to be very non-linear and complex, playing around with time paradoxes, an alternate Doctor, and multiple TARDISes existing inside one another, before concluding with Romana's departure. Priest did actually end up writing the script, but it was never produced. But it would be cool to see something like that one day. 4. Most Haunted, Doctor Who Edition 
Tom McRae's televised Doctor Who contributions are a mixed bag. On the one hand, he penned the decent Cyberman two-parter from Season 2, and on the other he wrote the terrific Season 6 story The Girl Who Waited. As a result, it's hard to know if he really does have that special source, or if he just got lucky with his second and final story. So with that in mind, it's a shame we never got to see Century House, which could have provided us with a definitive answer. Another story intended for Series 4, this g g, -g ghostly tale was set to follow the Doctor as he appears in an episode of Most Haunted. The location was going to be a creepy old house haunted by a spectre called the Red Widow, with Donna watching the episode at home. This means that Donna wouldn't have been involved in the episode very much, making Century House a companion light script. And so, when this story was dropped by showrunner Russell T Davis, who was unsatisfied with the concept, it was replaced with another companion light episode, the frankly fantastic Midnight. 3. Tiny Doctor Battles Super Intelligent Ants should anyone ever tell you that Doctor Who isn't completely insane, just refer them to this unmade second Doctor adventure from the late 1960s, The Ants. Based on an idea by Roger Dixon, The Ants would have featured the Doctor and his companions being shrunk down to a tenth of an inch in height. And just to screw them over even more, the local ant population is super intelligent and the insects are now plotting to take over the Earth. While both the shrinking idea and the evil ants idea were both done in the Hartnell era, The Ants would have combined the two concepts and also done things a lot differently. For example, the ants in the web planet are actually aliens called Zabi, and they're not really that smart. On the other hand, the titular creatures from the ants would have been the real thing, actually ants, only supremely intelligent due to a detonated nuclear bomb. 2. The Doctor vs. The Wizarding World The later David Tennant years are some of the most popular in Doctor Who history, with many people also citing this period as one of the show's golden ages. Undeniably, the Doctor was absolutely dominating the small screen around this time, but he wasn't the only famous British character who was at an all-time high. Heading into the last few movies and coming off the final book, Harry Potter was bigger than ever, and brilliantly, someone had the nutty and amazing idea to combine these two franchises in the crossover to end all crossovers. Crossovers. For the 2008 Christmas special, Tennant-era showrunner Russell T Davies initially toyed with the idea of getting Potter creator J.K. Rowling to write an episode, but this soon changed and he decided that he wanted her to appear in an episode instead. His proposal was this, Rowling would star as herself, a writer struggling to come up with a Harry Potter follow-up, then a space bug would attach itself to her back, causing her imagination to become real. The Doctor would then have to battle witches and wizards and magical monsters in order to save the day on Christmas. While Davis did want to meet with Rowling to discuss the episode, Tennant wasn't too keen on the idea, and the whole thing fell through. 1. Rose was created by the Doctor in an experiment The 11th episode of the 2005 series, Boomtown, was written by Russell T Davies. However, this wasn't always the plan. Davies only filled this slot himself because the episode that was meant to go here never came to fruition. And in many ways, that's a good thing, because the story we almost got was incredibly, unbelievably bizarre. Originally, the 11th episode was due to be scripted by Paul Abbott, who is most famous for creating British comedy series Shameless. He intended to reveal that Rose, stay with me here, had been created by the Doctor in an experiment to find the perfect companion. Upon discovering this truth, Captain Jack would have faced a tricky moral dilemma, to tell her what's going on, or to stay quiet. While the 9th Doctor wasn't exactly in a stable place emotionally, thank you Time War, quite how Abbott was planning to justify him lying to and manipulating Rose is anyone's guess. Furthermore, revealing that she was nothing more than the Doctor's plaything wouldn't have just flipped season 1 on its head, it would have changed the course of modern Who as we know it. Frankly, the whole idea sounds bloody insane and a little bit creepy, but who knows, maybe it would have provided a refreshing perspective on the Doctor-Companion dynamic. Maybe. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code GLOW.